Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Beatrice Dixon for Female Startup Club. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Female Startup Club. I'm your host, June Roisin, and joining me on the show today is Beatrice Dixon, co-founder of The Honeypot, a plant-based feminine care brand that cares about the health of our vaginas. In six years, The Honeypot has grown from being made in her kitchen for herself and her friends to being stocked in every Target and Walmart around America. What started as something that came to her in a dream changed the course of her life and millions of other women's lives around the world. We talk about the event that really led to her and her brother getting started with the brand, when you should and shouldn't fundraise, and why their brand resonates with so many women. This is B for Female Startup Club. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. B, thank you so much for joining me on FSC today. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful to be here. Me too. I'm so excited to dig into your business and learn everything about it. Could you start by introducing yourself and telling us what your business is? So my name is Beatrice Dixon. I'm the co-founder and CEO of The Honeypot Company. The Honeypot Company is a plant-based or plant-derived feminine hygiene company. And we focus on everything that a woman needs for her daily, monthly health, you know, anything revolving around vulva care, vaginal care, um, menstrual care. The vagina company. I think I've read you, read you call it that. Yes, we are the <laughs> vagina company. Exactly. I love that. I read that the honeypot came to you in a dream. So I want to go back to your life before the honeypot and what was happening and what led to that dream coming about. So I was literally just dealing with bacterial vaginosis for almost a year. That's really what was happening. And what made the dream come about, I think, is just the struggle that I was going through. My grandmother in the dream told me that she had been walking with me and seeing me struggle. And, um, you know, she told me that what she was giving me was basically going to solve my problem. And so in the dream, she handed me a piece of paper. It had a list of ingredients. She kept telling me to memorize it. That's what I did. And I woke up, made it used it and it worked. That is so crazy. What was in the, what was on the list? Coconut oil, water, apple cider vinegar, lavender, rose, garlic, very simple ingredients, you know, but the point of it was for me to make a formula, you know, because everything is blended, you know, together cold. I didn't have to do anything crazy, you know, anything crazy, heating things up and things like that. Um, but it was really like a vagina potion, you know? <laughs> I love that. It sounds magical. <laughs> I feel like it is magical. Yeah, I mean, I guess it actually is magic, especially coming to you in a dream from your grandma. That's so beautiful. Exactly. And I've never met my grandmother. My grandmother died when my mother was very young. Oh, so. wow. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So what happens next? You you create the potion. It obviously works. Yeah. What's the next? And then I create the potion. Um, from there, I start giving it away because I had to make sure that it worked, not for just me, but for everybody. I did that for like a year and a half. And then, um, you know, people that I was giving it away were like, you can't give me this anymore. You know, we, I want to pay you. So they started to be like email customers. And then... Um, and then, those, you know, those people, they started ordering email. We basically, you know, had a, it wasn't anything major. You know, we hadn't launched a website or anything yet. But then an opportunity came to go to a trade show, which is called the Bronner Brothers Hair Show. We did that. Um, that was like February of 2014. I got the, you know, I met somebody that knew somebody that could help me get a booth. And um, my brother, who's my co-founder, you know, basically put together the money with one of his friends and we bought bottles, caps, labels, ingredients, all the, you know, set up a little assembly line for us to make the product. And we just got started. And we, our thought process was if that went well, right, then, um, then that would really open the door to us actually doing this. If it didn't go well, then maybe we would have focused on something else. But it ended up going really well. We sold like 600 bottles in a weekend. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So you were like, okay, this is this is something. We have a business here. People obviously want it. There's exactly. a market for it. So what happens next? Do you have to like, I don't know, get money from somewhere? Do you have savings? How much does it cost to create? No, we, I, didn't have any, I didn't have any savings. Uh, we just started a website, you know, we, my brother, um, I mean, he, he's our CFO, um, you know, at the time was our CFO, but at that time it wasn't like we needed to raise money. We needed to build a concept. So we started a website. He had friends that built websites. So we built a website. We started getting into small stores. We got into Whole Foods regionally. 
you know, um, it was just kind of just slow building. Then from there, we realized that we couldn't just sell washes because people weren't, you know, because you need in the consumer back package good space. The key word is consume, right? You need people to consume your shit if they're not consuming it fast enough that you're not making money fast enough, right? So what we realized is that we needed to bring in other brands because it wasn't like we could brand everything ourselves at that point, right? Like what we do right now. So what we did is we brought in brands, a brand that did wipes, a brand that did pads, you know, panty liners, a brand that did mommy products. We just kind of created this this marketplace, just kind of little of a vagina store in a way. Um, and what we saw is huge growth, huge, not me- meaning we went from like 30,000 to maybe 240,000, which is still a lot of money, you know, at that time. And so we did that and then that started going well. And then in 2016, that's when Target came. Um, 2017, we got into Target. 2018 was pretty much, we were still in Target, had some other retailers, but really the biggest retailer was Target, you know? 2019 is when things really started to get big and we got into Walmart and, you know, started growing into other retailers from there. Wow. What a crazy journey. I want to dig into like the earlier phase when you, you know, pre getting into Target, like how did you get into Target? How were you, like, how were you growing and finding all of those customers and getting people consuming your products? I mean, we were doing a lot of events, a lot of festivals, a lot of trade shows, a lot of expos. Um, But this was a time when that was happening a lot, right? We were building our social organically. You know, word of mouth was a thing. That's really how we really grew our brand is through word of mouth because our products are good, you know? And so the way we got into Target is the buyer had went to get her hair done and her and her hairdresser were talking about feminine care, because that's the that's the part of the department that she was buying, right? And they were talking about her new job and her hairdresser asked her, did she know about Honeypot? And she said, you know, no. And she came and looked us up and then she contacted us. And then um, we met over the phone because, you, you know, they don't just right away just invite you to their headquarters. Now you're not going to headquarters at all because, you know, nobody's working at headquarters, right? And then we got invited for a second meeting and then a third meeting. Um, you know, and, and, and all these things like, you know, you have to do a lot. You have to get a broker once you start getting into the process because the, because the buyer, you know, a buyer doesn't necessarily want to, they want to deal with a brand, but they have to deal with a brand in a, um, kind of in a silo because brands don't speak buyer language. Brands speak their brand language. So, you know, so we had to get a broker and we had to, I mean, we had to do mountains of paperwork and, you know, it's, it's a process. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, it's not, you just go to some meetings and they say, yes, no, like you need to know dimensions of your product, um, what's in it. You know, you have to sign up on certain platforms to register your UPC codes. You have to have GS1 barcodes. I mean, there's just so many levels of things that you have to do. You have to have good packaging, right? Because it has to, it's, um, you're essentially using their real estate to sell your products, right? So, so you, so you have to have really clean, beautiful packaging. Um, you know, you can't go into a target and everything kind of isn't in order. Mm. Any retailer for that matter, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so there, there was just so, there was so much that we had to do um, and that any brand has to do, frankly. Um, and then we, then that's when we raised money, when we were going into Target. That was the time. To fund the, you know, the amount of product that you would have to buy to stock in Target. Yeah, yeah right. because the, the amount of money that you have to have to buy inventory, because it's not like, it's not like when we used to make it in our kitchen, right? And you can assembly line that. And you can make hundreds of bottles a day doing that. You know, you can work for for a few days and like really pump some shit out. Right. But like when you're going into a mass market retailer and you really have to understand what your cost is, like how much this finished product, when it's done, what does all this cost? 
right? It's hard to do that when you're just doing it yourself. It can happen, but, you know, using a manufacturing and tapping into their resources was like really the only way that we could do it. Right. Otherwise you'd have to have your own manufacturing facility and all, you know, all those types of things. So yeah, like you must, in my mind, it's easier if you have a contract manufacturer because it's hard to be taking your business from zero, right? Trying to get it to a hundred. Cause if you're manufacturing your own things, you are a manufacturer and you are a consumer packaged goods company. You are both. Got it. Right. Yeah. I've never thought of it like that. You're essentially running two businesses. You know, it may all be the same business, but you're pretty much running two businesses. And that's complicated. And and scaling into volume retail, that shit is complicated enough, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why we chose that route. It allowed us to focus on the business and raising money and um, the scale and, and, and the forecasting and the planning and all those things. Because we didn't have a clue of what we were doing, you know? Yeah, I guess first time fundraising is like a huge challenge for anyone and crazy. You just don't even realize the time that it takes. Everyone that I speak to is always like, yeah, you know, we didn't realize how long fundraising takes. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why it takes so long is because you think somebody's just going to fucking cut you a check. You think somebody's just going to say, here goes a hundred thousand or a million or whatever. No, they need to know your life. They need to get into your business. They want to understand how much money you made last year. Did you do your taxes? What is your profit and loss statement? And most of the time in the beginning, you're running out of loss, right? Like profitability is not, um, is not realistic in the first few years or I mean, sometimes ever, right? You know, they want to understand who's on your team. Who are you going to hire? Where is my money going? What's your marketing strategy? How are you going to execute that? Who's going to run your operations? Like, no person in their right mind would just hand you money. They need to understand what you're doing. And then they need to feel comfortable, especially like for us, because that was a family and friends round. So these weren't like, and these weren't like investors with funds. These were investors with their own money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like somebody's worked their whole fucking life for that. You think they're just going to know? And, you know, and so, and then sometimes it's hard because you're pitching and pitching and pitching and you're like dating somebody in a way, right? And trying to, trying to just get them in their, in their best races and just trying to get them to a yes. And then at the last minute, they could be like, you know what? I don't think that this is, I don't really think that this is the right, you know what I mean? They break you and ghost you, break up with you and ghost you. Yeah, they break <laughs> up with you and ghost you. And, and guess what? That's their right to do that because it's their fucking money, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just a lot of that. It's a lot of unknown. It's a lot of things that are completely a thousand percent not in your control. Yeah. A lot of rejection. I hear. A lot of rejection. A lot. You have, you get so comfortable with rejection. It's ridiculous. Like, no doesn't even mean, no, I mean, I'm a salesperson. My, my work history is I, I worked in sales. I worked as a, um, I worked at Whole Foods in the store as a salesperson, a buyer in the store, merchandiser in the store. And then I left there and I became a broker. So now, like at Whole Foods, you were my customer. When I became a broker, Whole Foods became my customer. And I basically sold products in, right? And then from there... Um, I was an area sales manager for a kale chip company, um, which was basically the same thing as a broker, but I, I worked directly for the brand. Mm-hmm. So I was doing all that while doing Honeypot. Oh, so, wow. You weren't working on Honeypot full time in the beginning. No. How is that possible? How can you do that? If I did that, Honeypot would have suffered. Mm-hmm. The money that Honeypot would have been paying me need, would have needed to go into some other shit that Honeypot needed. You know, Honeypot couldn't afford to pay me a living wage where I could, like, eat well and, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. keep a decent place. You know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah. There was no way. 
And then you're able to have that balance of, you know, when your side hustle is tipping the scales and you're actually ready to jump into it and, and commit me, to it full time. For me, it was never a side hustle. I was doing honey pot. Well, in, I was still working another job well into us getting into Target. We were in Target. We were in Target like six months before I quit. Oh, wow. Holy moly. That's so cool. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What advice do you have for other female entrepreneurs who are going through fundraising or who want to, you know, think about fundraising? When you think about fundraising, don't think that it doesn't just happen. It's not like you just start a business and all of a sudden now you should raise some money, right? Unless you have a track record for running businesses and you've done this before, in that circumstance, it might be easier for you to raise money. If you're, if you're just starting something new, right? But don't raise money until you're kind of desperate to raise money, especially if you do what I do. You, because every investor is going to want to know what kind of skin do you have in the game? What have you done? How can you show me that the thing that you make works, right? Like those things are important. And if you're not able, um, don't make me wrong, there's people that raise capital before the, their businesses launch. Those people typically have connections. Those people typically have relationships. Those people typically know how to raise money. And they've got maybe a team or maybe they have a tech play or something like that, you know. But in the consumer packaged goods space, it's really important that you understand your business first and that you know what it's like to struggle before you go and ask somebody else for their money. You know, you it's, it's just not a good... It's just not a good idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe in raising capital when you really, when you are fucking desperate for it. When you've got a reason, like you're, like you, you figured out how to make half a million on your own. You figure that out, right? And you know the thing that works. And, and you know how you're going to be able to scale. And you need, if you had a million dollars, 
and you've already made half a million to a million, right? One, your company has worth, right? Um, in today's world, in this COVID world, they're not just passing out bread like they were. They weren't, they're not just passing out valuations like they were just six months ago. You understand what I'm saying? So it's important that your company has worth because it's going to be worth something. And if you haven't made any money and you're trying to raise money, you know, um, how can you say that your business is worth multiple millions when you've made zero? Right. And that's why you would need to have a solid, ridiculous expertise in that thing and have a team and a squad that had ridiculous expertise in that thing um, and created some sort of a beta or something for people to be able to buy into to just raise capital. Mm. Um, but, but say you are a person who has made half a million, 250, you figured out and, you, and it hasn't taken you long to do it. Maybe your business has only been around for two or three years, but you figured out how to make six figures, like mid six figures, right? You have, a, if you're that person, you got something. You know what I mean? You can go out and raise some fucking money because you figured out how to get it from zero to 250 or half a million or a million in two or three years. You got some stuff in there. You know what you're doing, right? So you can say, you can sit down with an investor and be like, look, I've, um, I figured out how to make half a million in two years, right? I need to raise a million. Um, my business is worth three or four or five. You're going to know that you're going to sell more, more equity on your first raise than any raise. And, you know, and, and, and you can put the game down that way. But it's, it's just essential that you understand your shit. Because if not, you don't want to be the person who starts a business, raises capital, and the shit fails. You wouldn't be able to live with yourself mm. for a while. Yeah, that stress is not what you want. <laughs> no, and sure, investors know it's a bet. It's a 50-50 thing. Typically, savvy investors may invest in, for just for easy numbers, maybe they invest in five businesses. They know that only two, two, one or two of them is going to go. But the one or two that they invested in are, is really going to go. So it's going to be able to make up for the five, right? But, um, you know, so it, it's it's all a numbers game, you know, but the devil is in the details when, when, you're, when you're thinking about raising capital. And it really needs to be for a good reason. Don't just do it. Understand how to make your own money. Yeah. Understand that shit. It's important. That's what, that's what investors invest in. They invest in a founder who has figured the shit out who took something that was at zero and made it into something crazy. That's what they want. That's, that's what makes us so special. That's what makes us special. It's, our businesses, yes, those are special. But the humans that run the shit, that are tactile, that have grit, that have focus, that don't give a fuck about no, that can strive, that can think, big, massive. And when you start to raise money, you got to think massive. Having the vision, visionary. You have to be a visionary. You, there is no plan B. Yeah. This is the only fucking plan, right? You pay people to be conservative. You can't be conservative. You have to think big and you have to believe in yourself on levels. You know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and made the analogy because it's really like you're about to climb Mount Everest. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. real shit, real shit, right? And in order to climb Mount Everest, you got to climb other mountains. Yeah. Right? So you got to be here for it. If you're going to climb Mount Everest, you could fucking die climbing Mount Everest. And, right, and doing this is the same shit. Like really doing it, not just doing it just to have a little life. I mean, when you really doing it, like when this is what you do, when you when you are doing it because you know that the thing that you're doing is going to get you to F you money. <laughs> I love that. There, yeah. there is no personal. And I mean, personally, you have to think like you got to be a monster. You got to be a fucking assassin. You got to go in and nobody can heal. You got to murder shit and you got to get out of there. That's how you have to be. So don't ask nobody for their money if you're not that human. Mm -hmm. Figure out how to do this shit on your own. 
right? A ninja don't just start out as a ninja. They got to train for that shit. And, and starting out and figuring shit out and failing and all of that is important for getting to the place where you need to ask somebody for money. Yeah. Right. Don't just don't just go out just looking for mentors. Mentors are cool, but that shit has a fucking place. You understand what I'm saying? That shit has a place. You you don't need to have somebody that you always can fall back on. Fuck that. You got to fail because that's how you learn. You know, don't make me wrong. There's a place for a mentorship. There's a place for people that, that can advise you. But no advisor wants somebody coming to them for every little fucking thing. You need to be able to be out here. Yeah. And you got to figure it out. And if you've been doing something for 10, 15 years and you ain't figured the shit out yet, you might want to find something else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because, you know, it takes time to build a business. Right. But you have to understand how it's moving. And if it's not moving how you need it, what what is your pivot? What do you have to do? You know? Yeah. Yes, totally. I want to talk about your marketing now, what's working for you guys. Um, I know you have a great community on Instagram. Everyone's really close, really supportive. What's working for you guys at the moment? I think what's working for for us is our authenticity. Um, I think what's working for us is that we are willing to have conversations that people that aren't popular, you know, we're willing to make things okay that aren't okay. Not that we can make them okay, but, but you know, vaginas smell sometimes, right? Um, vaginas bleed. Vaginas get infections. Vaginas pH balance gets thrown off. UTIs happen. Fibroids happen. Endometriosis happens. Herpes happens. AIDS happens. Um, HIV happens. All other kinds of shit. Cancers happen. All kinds of things happen with vaginas, with bodies. You know, fibroids happen. All these things happen. And if that's the case, then what does that mean? That means that these things are normal. These are these are like present day things. No human on the planet didn't get here without a vagina or a penis, right? So these really shouldn't be things that are weird mm-hmm. um, because it took those things literally, literally for every human to be on this planet. Even if you didn't come out of the vagina, even if your mommy had a C-section, right? Something still had to happen. Somebody was still getting busy in order for you to be here. So, right, like, so sex shouldn't be shameful. Um, You know, human rights and menstrual rights and menstrual justice and um, people that bleed and are are homeless should not have to fucking walk around with blood-soaked clothes. Right. Like, that's just not cool. Like, why is that a thing? That's not okay, You know. And so um, we have a mantra to have conversations that nobody wants to have and to say, like, it's cool. You know, what's not cool is that if you go to your doctor and your doctor treats you like shit because you've got endometriosis or fibroids and they don't take your pain serious. What's not cool is when a black woman goes um, is having a baby. Right. And her pain isn't taken serious. Right. And 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 um, and because black women are dying (laughs) more than any other race. When when they have babies, that's crazy. That's crazy. That is absurd. You know, I, I heard a story. I can't think of this lady's name, but she's like a historian and she focuses on reproductive health and she like knows the history of gynecology and obstetrics and she was talking about how her and her husband were going to have a baby they wanted to have a baby but she had to go to the IVF clinic and she had to get work done you know and whatever the procedure was they didn't put her under right um they basically told her to just take an ibuprofen before she got there Right. Um, She sat down. They drilled into her body. Oh, God. She clearly was in a lot of pain. The The nurse and the doctor really didn't acknowledge her pain, you know. Uh, They did their procedure. They drilled into, I mean, it was invasive what they did. Mm. You understand? 
they left her in the fucking room for 30 minutes. They said they gave her a wipe. They said, clean up. Somebody will be back here in 30 minutes to pick you up. That is horrendous. Didn't even come back in the room to check on her. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I don't know. Maybe they treat all their patients that way. I'm not sure. You know, a woman who has endometriosis or fibroids, if she goes to the doctor and the doctor treats her as if she's making it up, right? Or as if her pain tolerance should be higher than somebody else's, you know? And endometriosis is some painful shit. Mm. That's tissues. That's like, you understand? This is like, it's crazy. Yeah. And they go to their doctors and their doctors, you know, just shun it off. Like, it's just a normal thing, you know, like it's, you know, and, and like, and nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about menopause, right? What's the word that comes up with menopause? Crazy. Right. But you fucking right. Somebody feels crazy when they're on menopause. Their hormones are all over the place. Mm-hmm. Right. They may have gotten a, a hysterectomy so they don't have the body function to do what their body is supposed. They're not making estrogen the right way. You understand? Yeah. How can you be functioning as a normal human when you don't have all the shit that normal humans have? Yeah, and I guess having a place where women can come and learn and have somewhere that they can talk about this kind of thing or just be like, oh, hang on, I'm normal. This is all happening over here. You're because all of this shit is normal. Nothing about this is abnormal. Why are we acting like this is not something that we should talk about? Why in, in most conversations do I have people are like, you know, the thing that I like about you is that vagina isn't a dirty word. It's like, how could it be a dirty word? How many times do you deal with your vagina a day, sister? You go poo, <laughs> yeah. you go poo, you wash it. If you are on your period, you got to change your pad or your tampon or your cup or whatever it is that you're doing, right? If you have a fun night, you do that. You still got to take a shower. You still got to go pee. You still got, how many times a day do you deal with your vagina? Yeah. How is it that, that this is not normal, absolutely normal conversation? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, so, so th- these are the things that I'm personally really passionate about. Um, and uh, and so these are the things that we focus on, you know? Yeah. And I can absolutely feel in your, you know, where you're talking online, your marketing, it's all authentic and therefore people resonate, women resonate with it and are like, yeah, we, we need to be here. <laughs> yeah. For sure. You, and, and then the other thing too is that not every human with a vagina considers himself a woman. You understand what I'm saying? What about if they are a trans man? Right? Who's talking to them? Mm-hmm. And not making them feel like they're making shit weird. You know? Like, yeah. So, so like, yeah, it's, it's, um, I just want to be the company that treats people like human beings. And talks in real terms. And talks in real terms. Just says it how it is. Let's call the shit what it is, man. And and whatever it is, it's bad enough if you've got something going on with your body. You shouldn't have to compact that with hurt and shame and guilt. And 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 you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You shouldn't have to deal if you already have a mountain. You shouldn't have to build another mountain of of negative energy on top of that, you know? And I want, I want to be the brand that helps to move this second mountain out the way. Right. And be an activist around helping people to align with their vagina and whatever the hell is going on with it. Let's just figure out how to sort it out. Right. Let's figure out how to take care of it. Let's figure out how to love it. Let's figure out how to be kind to yourself. Let's do that, you know? And anybody that has got something that wants to bring you down, let's say fuck them, right? And let's just be focused on the things that matter, you 100%. know? Absolutely. What advice do you have for women who have a big idea and want to launch their own thing? Do it. 
you know, and um, and know that it takes a long time. You know, it takes at least five, six years, sometimes more. You know what I mean? It just takes a long time. And sometimes for some people, they just have a knack and they figure it out, you know, and that's cool, too. But understand that you have to do it. You have to try it. Don't think if you make a skincare product or food or something like that, don't think that you got to just go to a contract manufacturer right now. Figure out how to make it yourself, you know, figure out how to do it on the on the grassroots level. And then once you get it big enough where you have to go and you don't go to a manufacturer unless you have to or unless you have the money to, you know, and if you don't just naturally have the money or you aren't connected to the money, don't kill yourself trying to do that. That's silly. Figure out how to make it yourself. And for a while, for at least three or four months, give that shit away for free. Build up community around it. Understand what's happening with it. Get data. Do your own version of a clinical trial because that's important. It's important to know what people think. Mm-hmm. Don't put something out in the world and ask somebody to pay for it if you don't know how good it works. Right? Because that's important. So... Do it and don't be afraid to get learnings from it. And don't think that you have to hire like huge influencers and spend ridiculous amounts of money on marketing. And you don't have to do all that. You know, you can keep things simple. You can you can build online, you can build your community. You you know what I mean? Yeah. Just focus on making a great product that people actually want. (laughs) Focus on making a great product that people actually want. And then as things start to grow and you realize the product's really good, then just, you know, just keep growing it. And it takes time. It takes building a website. Don't try to build a website by yourself if you don't know how to do it. Don't do that. Go to a 99designs or Four Blend or Seven Lemons or one of those type of companies that can really help you that know how to do that. That's what they do. But they don't cost zillions of dollars, mm-hmm. right? It's not like going to an agency and, and agencies are going to out the rip. They're going to at least be 50,000, 100,000, 200,000. I talked to an agency one time, told me it would cost me a million dollars to build my website with them. And I was like, kiss my ass. I'm oh not like, God, there's what? no way I can pay you that. That's absurd. You know, wow. this is, this is the thing. This is that the is thing. crazy. Um, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, when you build a website, try to find yourself like a growth marketer. Right. Don't just go to any marketer because everybody's a marketer these days. You know, try to find like a, a freelance growth marketer and don't do any contracts with them. Make that shit month to month. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. even make it where they get paid as the they, you know, maybe pay them something. But um, but but build in a commission type of a thing. Yeah. You know? Incentivized so that they can exactly. scale it. So they yep. can scale it because they're incentive. If they're incentivized, they're gonna get off the ass, you know. Yeah. Um, when you make products, don't make them fetch cute, stupid names and shit. Call it what it is because consumers want to understand what they're buying. When you do your website, don't make it make it too wordy. Nobody fucking reads. Honestly, right? Keep it clear. Keep it clear. Keep it concise. Don't get crazy with your packaging. Keep it simple. And as your packaging can always change, right? Buy GS1 barcodes. Don't get any other barcode. GS1 barcodes are a little pricey, but it's important that you get those because if your products go into retail or something in the future, you got to have a GS1 barcode. That's the only barcode that those systems understand. Didn't know that. Didn't yes. know that. Fun fact. Yeah. I'm sure that's useful to everyone listening. Yes, GS1 barcodes. And try to try to hire a specialist, maybe call GS1 and see if they can, can if you can't figure out how to do it on your own um, and you've got a little bit of money, call and see if you can get somebody to help you, um, you know, to do it, right? Like at Forblend, um, Denise knows how to do that, right? Um you know, so it's it's um, hiring experts to do the job is pretty essential. 
and not experts that have to be outlandishly expensive, right? But if you could pay somebody $1,000 to do something rather than you spending your time trying to figure something out, that is a better use of your time. Mm, Yes, so true. So true. Thank you for that. We are up to the six quick questions part of the interview. Question number one is, what's your why? Man, I love humanity. That's my why. I love that. Question number two is, what's been the number one marketing moment that made your business pop? Uh, one of the major ones was when we went viral with Target. In the, in the launch campaign? Not in the launch campaign. We've been in Target since 2017, but this last year, um, we did a commercial with Target for around um, Black History Month. Um, we were the founder, one of the founders that they could believe in. That's what they built it around. It was around Black History Month and Women's History Month. And it went viral. People thought what I said was racist. It was, we don't even have to talk about that, but it was, it was a lot. But it, that was definitely a thing that. Yeah, it, it propelled you to another level because everyone, right. everyone saw it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, millions of people saw it, millions of people support it and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Question number three is where do you hang out to get smarter? Where do I hang out to get smarter? Um, in books and with smart people. Are you reading anything in particular at the moment? Um, yes. The book that I just started reading, um, I have books that I go back to continuously. Oh, yeah. But the it's called The Mountain Is You. The Mountain Is You. By Brianna West. The level of responsibility and accountability, which is like the self-work that I live in. Like, I, I just want to be so responsible and accountable with myself. And I don't want to project or assume or deserve shit. I just, you know, I don't want to do that. So it's a really good book um, if you're at that place in your life. Yeah, it sounds really powerful. I'm going to note it down on my list. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Question number four is how do you win the day? And that's around your rituals that keep you feeling happy and successful and motivated. Keep keep present. That's a nice one. I haven't heard that before. That's so true. It's Mm. easy to get lost and be thinking back, be thinking forward when we just should focus on the the right now, this minute, who we're talking to, what we're doing, what the task is. I love that. Question number five is, if you only had $1,000 left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? Mm. Whew, that's a good fucking question. <laughs> uh, where would I spend it? Oh, that's good. I would probably spend 250 on it on ads. Because our ROI is, is good. It's, it's, you know, it's a little above um, industry standards. Um, I'd probably spend 250 on, oh, that's hard, man. <laughs> I'd probably spend 500 on ads, actually. All right. Um, nice. And then I would spend the other 500. What would I spend the other 500 on? I'd have to spend the other 500 on shipping out the products that, <laughs> yeah. that the ads sold, you know? Hopefully those customers are real happy with that shipping and they come exactly. back for more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love it. Question number six, last question is how do you deal with failure? And it can be around a personal experience or your typical mindset and approach. It's inevitable. And uh, there's no way to control it. So uh, bring the shit on, you know. It's cool. Like all I'm going to do is just get back up and keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. B. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on Female Startup Club today. I am so happy to have met you and to talk about your business. Thank you so much. And all the cool shit you're doing for women around the world and 
needs to be more people like you. Thank you. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. (laughs) 